Hi, welcome back. My name is Dr. Meg and um, it's Friday, August 5th. And um, this is my birthday week. So it's been a really fun week for me celebrating and I just want to thank each and every one of you who has been a part of making this year really special for me. And I appreciate every message, phone call, voice text um, that I received from you all. You are the best community, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. And every year when my birthday rolls around, I get a little reflective. Um, <laughs> I could never get over how quickly the year goes and how much can change in a year. And, um, you know, it's just been a really fun year for me with my business. This is the second year that my business has been in business. Um, we have gone from seeing clients only primarily one-on-one -on -one to more of a group format. So we're doing some small group scoliosis coaching. And um, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty uncertain about this small group coaching format. I wasn't really sure how it was going to go with scoliosis being so complex and complicated, but it's turned out better than I ever could have imagined. Um, there's just something really powerful about having more than one person working towards the same goal. Um, yeah, everybody in the group has scoliosis and they have the same curve type, but everybody's coming from different backgrounds and it really makes the learning more dynamic and fun, honestly. Um, and it's been just... <laughs> It's just been really, really cool that um, I have. I actually have one group who wants to continue working together indefinitely. They just um, kind of trickle format, uh, finished up their first six months of the group program, and they all want to do uh, another six months and move into the advanced phase together. And they just really get along well and encourage one another. It's just been a lot of fun to see. And I'm actually going to ask them if they want to come on the podcast because I love to have them talk to you about their experience and what they've learned and maybe some of their hesitations about even trying to do the group stuff. So look ahead for that to come in the near future. But all of that is to say that I love getting to do what I do and, you know, having scoliosis myself, it's just been such a joy to be able to help other people in the same boat as me when, you know, I've been in the situation for, you know, after I was diagnosed when I was 11 I didn't really have anywhere to turn. And when I finally did have some resources, you know, it was just life changing for me. So if I can share that with one person, you know, that's huge. So anyway, thank you for um, being a part of this and, and helping to just light up my day to day. <laughs> um, 
So over the past few weeks, uh, we've been kind of getting a background and talking about scoliosis-specific exercise and the pillars of the treatment that are included in that treatment. And last week, we talked about breathing and why it is so incredibly important to implement that into your training routine and making sure that you're breathing in a way that is supporting, I'm sorry, countering your curve instead of reinforcing your curve. And I'm actually going to drop a link um, to last week's talk so that you can check that out in case you missed it. That'll be in the show notes below. Um, But this week we are going to talk about elongation and Um, That's another pillar, main pillar of scoliosis specific exercise. And I think it's, if not the most important, probably the most second to to breathing important element of scoliopilates or scoliosis specific exercise. And today we're going to talk about how it works, why it's important, and I'm also going to give you a few variations that are good to be doing and then a few elongations, forms of elongations that you will want to stay away from with scoliosis. So I always tell my clients when we're first starting out together, um, if they don't remember anything else during our time working together other than how to elongate, they are doing great. And you're like 80% of the way there. So if you can imagine, some people might not know what this is, which makes me really sad. (laughs) But if you can imagine a slinky, so the slinky with the coils, and what happens to those coils when you pull them apart from each other. So you hold one end of the slinky in each hand, and you pull those ends away from each other what happens to the coil? The coil gets longer and straighter. And that's essentially what happens when you elongate. So when you elongate, your curves get longer and straighter towards neutral. And it's it's just so beautiful how simple it is, but yet somehow we still complicate it. Um, <laughs> So usually after I tell someone that, you know, a little bit about elongation, one of their first questions to me is, uh, what do you think about me using an inversion table or hanging from a pull-up bar with my feet dangling? And, you know, they're really on the right track in it. You know, they're understanding about elongation the, the trouble is there's something with scoliosis that you really have to take into consideration and it's called your transition zone. So you might be thinking like, what is a transition zone? So a transition zone is the area of your curve where it changes from going one direction to the other direction. So A lot of times you don't have just one primary, I mean, you don't have just one curve involved in your scoliosis. You have a couple of different curves going on. So 
if you uh, let's say let's use my my spine as an example actually let me grab my spiny if you're watching on youtube you can see what i'm talking about oops if not you're going to have to use your imagination so here we have spiny and this is if you're not watching Use your imagination. I have a bendy spine that I've created a curve with. And we're looking at this curve. This is your right. So he has a right thoracic curve. So that's the middle back. And then a left lumbar curve. Well, this is a little higher than the lumbar spine, but you get what I'm talking about. He has a, a curve that goes off to that left-hand side. His transition zone is right about here, which is in the middle of those two curves. So it's when the curve is going from, switches from going from the right off to the left, okay? And that transition zone is the area where we really have to um, be careful with, uh, with a lot of our, the exercise in general, just, you know, if you're exercising and doing um, a general strengthening program or you're doing yoga and doing rotation, things like that, the transition zone is usually the area that gives you some trouble because it's, I don't really want to call it a weak link, but it kind of is a weak link. So like that's the area that likes to move a little bit more. It's more mobile. It's not as stiff as the other two parts of your curve. And when you do something like an inversion table and your feet are strapped and the rest of your body is dangling and elongating, uh, you don't have your muscles coming into play and helping to stabilize your spine at all. So what happens is it kind of tugs at that area. That's your transition zone. And that's when you get pain afterwards. That's when you get muscle spasms that come into play. When you hop off the table, all those muscles that were really stretched out and lengthened they recoil pretty quickly and they can cause something like a, a back spasm to happen. And I've had, actually, I had somebody on Instagram asking me about um, inversion tables and I, I told, I explained what I just explained to you. And she was like, oh my gosh, I've been getting these back spasms <laughs> and it makes so much sense why I've been getting them. And I never put it together that it was coming from my inversion table. So the same thing can happen when you your feet are dangling and you're just holding from a pull-up bar if you're not engaging your muscles and your shoulder girdle um, to at least help to stabilize a little bit. If you're a really hypermobile person, um, so that means really flexible, your joints are bendy, your elbows bend backwards, you can bring your thumb to your forearm like this, or your thumb goes beyond 90 degrees. You might be the kind of person that also would not really respond that well to just hanging from a pull-up bar or more intense, aggressive form of elongation. Um, 
We'll put Spiny down here. Um, so a, a couple of elongations that are really good to try and do. So one that is my favorite, it's the kitchen sink stretch. So that's where you wrap your fingers around the edge of the kitchen sink and you walk yourself back and kind of fold in half. And I'm going to demonstrate that for you if you are watching on YouTube. So I'm going to use my desk. This laying is a little wacky, wackadoodle here. So you put your hands, imagine this is the kitchen sink, put your hands there and then you walk yourself back and then you kind of fold in half here. I'm going to show you from a different angle. So here is this, Get my kitchen sink. I'm walking back, I'm bending my knees, sitting my hips back and I'm not letting my head drop down to the floor. I'm keeping my ears in line with my arms. And I'm also making sure that I'm not tucking my hips under. Okay, so if you tuck your hips under, then you end up stretching that lower back instead of really elongating along both sides of the spine. And you hold that position for up to five minutes. Okay, and you wanna make sure that you're, you know how to do your rotational breathing. You're doing your rotational breathing in that position. And then another one is an exercise, an elongation called flying up. And that's where you can do the sitting, you can do it standing, and you take your hands and you can either kind of cup your ears so that your thumb is in the front of the ear and your fingers wrap behind your ear. And you just gently guide the back of the head up towards the ceiling with the hand. So you're not yanking on your head. You're just doing a little bit of a, of a facilitation with the hands, or you can link your hands at the base of the skull and then gently guide up that way. Okay. And then the last one is an uh, elongation called superhero. And again, you can do this in standing or sitting, but you sit with your feet out pretty wide, wider than hip distance apart. You press your feet into the floor to lengthen the spine. And then you put your hands on your hips and you gently press down into your hands to lift your ribs out of your waist. And this is another one. You can stay here for up to th three to five minutes is pretty sufficient. And using your rotational breathing, if you know how to do that, it really just adds another layer of goodness <laughs> to the exercise. Uh, yeah, so I think that's about all for today. Thank you for tuning in to Ahead of the Curve, the scoliosis experience. Um, like I was talking about earlier, small group coaching is a great way to become the expert on your curve and master your posture and your pain. So if you're interested in working with me or asking me a question, you can find me on Instagram 
at the Scolio Therapist, or you can also find me at thescoliotherapist.com. That is my website, and you can schedule a free discovery call um, over there. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will see you next week.